And the blood is speaking. The blood of Christ is speaking victory. Amen. If Miss uh, Judy will come forth this morning, she's going to receive our tithes and offers for us this morning. And I want you to be, be, be releasing your faith this morning. What you're doing when you give is a holy thing. You're believing in a kingdom and a God that you can't see with your natural eyes like you see your, uh, your boss that you go, if you're still working, you see him or her. You see them physically here on the earth and, and, and you're performing a, a duty for them and they're in return giving you a paycheck. They're putting faith and trust in you that you, they're training you, you know what you're doing. Well, i tell you what, the word is training us. We're believing in something that we can't see, but, but it's, even, it's even greater. Because everything we see came from the spiritual world. So what you do today is you give as a spiritual law that's taking effect. What you give, you shall receive. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor. Well, good morning. <laughs> that was some wonderful praise and worship. Oh, my goodness. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And now it is time, another important time in our service. As Pastor said, we're going to worship God with our tithes and offerings. And I want, my first scripture comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 6 and 7. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Giving is a biblical principle. And the Apostle Paul wrote this through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And regardless of how old this is and how long ago it was written, God's Word never is out of date. We purpose in our hearts what we are going to give out of what the Lord has given us. And I guess the practical side of tithing would be keeping this building running. You know, we, we have lights, we have um, heating and air, that kind of thing. We, we pay the staff, you know, what we pay them. That's the practical side. And then we have uh, the spiritual side of giving is that we're blessing God as he has blessed us. We're giving back to him. Acts 20 and 35 says, it is, well... I have showed you all things how, how that's so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Now remember, this is Paul saying this to the Ephesians, and he's reminding them what Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And then, <laughs> and then it comes to my last scripture, Luke 6:38, Because when we give, it shall be given unto you, Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. So we have God's word. And we give because he gives to us. But he also, as we give, he blesses us. So God is so good. God is so good all the time. And he just keeps blessing us. Amen, church. Let's pray. Father, we just 
praise you today, Lord. We give you all the glory and the honor and the praise, Father God. We worship you in our tithes and offerings, Father, and we give back to you what you have given to us, Lord. And we thank you and we praise your name, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
Cause I never wanna go back to my old life. Cause I never wanna go back to my old life. No, cause I never wanna go back to my old life. I need you. sound kind of weird but you know what God needs us God needs us he needed Mary Mary had Jesus see some people say well God don't need us God needed Mary to have Jesus so does that make sense that God needs you because he set it up that way God loves us he's never changed he gave us life and that everlasting and that is available to every man even after the curse, that's why Jesus came, to destroy, to, de, to become a curse, to destroy that sin barrier. And today, Lord, we give, out of our best today, we give to you. So let's say our confession here today, together. We have a Heavenly Father. So Father God, we thank you today that according to your word in Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 11, that we're getting our lands and our places of employment all of our debts are being eliminated and we will owe no man nothing but to love one another. Today we claim our great and goodly cities, all our houses full of good things, all our vehicles and all the equipment and the people that we need to preach and teach the word of faith to the world to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's coming to pass. That is coming to pass. Amen? Amen. Fast. God's, God's speeding up some things in these last days. When, it, when the word says that the reaper will overtake the sower, that's because it's coming to an end. We've got to get this gospel preached, and God's going to use every available voice. Now, he spoke this to, to the prophet Kenneth, Ho, Kenneth Hagen, too. <laughs> Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth Copeland. He's using Jesse. Every available voice, God's going to raise up and use those voices to get His Word to the world. Every available tool that we can use, equipment that's going around the world, iPhones, the gospel is available. All the, You can share it. What you hear today in this church can be shared around the world. You, you take a part. You got your phone. You know how to do these things. Go to, go to our website. Go to our YouTube channel. And click the share button and share it and all the friends. See, that, that's being a witness. Jesus said, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. When you share it, you're saying, I'm not ashamed of what the, what the pastor said this morning. Amen. That's good news. Share some good news. We don't need CNN. We need the church. <laughs> the church within to share the good news. Amen. Because a lot of news is bad news. Yeah. Hallelujah. There was a lot of bad news in Jesus' day. But he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. It's upon you. I seen it upon Tim Sutton preaching out in uh, was it, uh, Atlanta. Where was he at on the baseball field yesterday, the day before? He's, he's out there preaching on a baseball field. Got a tent up, singing.
blowing his trumpet. That's what God's called him to do. Be a, be a voice. Wherever, they'll, wherever the Lord says go, he goes. And I thank God for Brother Sutton. He's doing a, doing a work. Thank you, Lord. All right, well, we're going to pick up where I left off. I'm going to quickly summarize a little bit from last the last two weeks. We've been talking about freedom, not just for me, but for thee. That's why Jesus came. He came to set the captives free. And Jesus accomplished that task. He finished, the, he finished his course. He ran his race that he had that had been preordained for him to run. And then he said, all power is given to me on heaven and earth and in the earth. And then he commissioned the church. He said, now you go. Baptize, make disciples. Baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're called to do. Amen? And that's freedom. Now, not everybody wants to be free. But that don't change it. It's been available Freedom has been available, made available to everyone that would just simply have ears to hear. And uh, I was talking about, this is talking about Jesus is enough. If we want to subtitle this, Jesus is enough. And uh, John 3, 14 through 17, John 3, 16, a favorite scripture, but you need to read. When you find your scripture, go and read at least a chapter before and a chapter after to get the context of what's being said. And because... Uh, John was here and was trying to get understand that we got to be born again. We're born in this world. We're born a sinner. We're born a sin, with a sin nature, but that wasn't the end of the story. Jesus came and gave us the opportunity to be born again. John 3, 14 through 17, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, that was a foreshadow of Jesus being lifted up on the cross. Even so, Jesus must the Son of Man, he's saying, be lifted up that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that's being a blessing, it's more blessed to give, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Why? For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. There's no other way that man can be saved except through Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And I do want to retract something I said last Sunday. I had this on my notes. I want to say it at the, at the appropriate time. But sometimes you get up here and you get excited and you say something that's true, but it's not fulfilled yet. I said death has been destroyed. Correction. Death has been defeated. It's been defeated because Jesus, is, that's going to be the last enemy that's going to be destroyed is death. There's going to be no more death. There's going to be no more curse. But death has been defeated, but death is still working in the earth because Jesus hasn't returned the second time. The devil hasn't been chained yet, and they haven't been cast into the lake of fire, but that's in the future. Not my future or your future if you're a believer in Christ, but that's the devil's future. But see, the power of... what? See, he's the author... Of, he, the devil's the author of death. But Jesus came and rewrit history. Re, re, he rewrote history. Jesus defeated death and got the keys, the authority. That's the authority back when he rose from the dead. And then he gave it back to the church. That's how we have authority. Death has been defeated and it will be destroyed. Jesus will take care of that personally. Amen. So I just want to make, I want to make that 
uh, correction because that, that's a main thing. Because Jesus is the main thing. And he's going to take care of that for us. But until then, no, it's been defeated. But see, our, our part, our faith is, is to declare the victory now. We walk by faith now. And we will see our victory manifest in the earth. And our body is made out of the dirt. Amen. So it's, it has to listen to the creator who made it. If you keep saying it's healed, guys, my knee's been bothering me. You know, I twisted, you know, maybe a couple months ago. We moved Ruthie from her apartment in Lexington yesterday to another apartment. Me, Sherry, Kelsey, Evan, Ruthie. That's a lot of stuff. We had a U-Haul truck and three vehicles full of stuff. And I went up and down steps. Now, they, they took a lot of the load off of me. I didn't go up as many. There was three, two flights at her previous and three flights. She's on the third floor. I said, Lord, really? Third floor? <laughs> but I asked Ruthie. See, Ruthie, Ruthie signed the contract, and it's, it's $300 cheaper to be on the third floor. Well, if it had been my apartment, I'd been paying $300 more to be on the bottom floor. <laughs> but we said after yesterday, no more moving. We'll be calling the movers. Uh, I think there's three sons in a truck. <laughs> you know, hey man, that'd be a good name. It might be two sons. I don't know. It's out there. There's movers out there. Anyway, I'm, I'm good, Wayne. I mean, my calves, I was getting ready to sit down at praise and worship, but you said, no. I said, no, I'm pressing through, Lord, because my calves were speaking to me. They're, 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 they're sore. <laughs> Even my, you know, I ain't done a lot of steps. That's a lot of steps. And I'm, I'm speaking in tongues, and I'm telling my knees and my hips, you're healed in Jesus' name. And it hurt. I said, it hurt. The truth, them facts hurt. But I kept, the, and I said, Lord, I thank you when I lay down to me and Kelsey and share, we all have sweet sleep. Lord, renew our strength as the eagles. He did. Amen. I feel good. I told Angel Riviera, uh, we've got five bags of clothes for his girls. <laughs> Sherry left them in the kitchen and, you know, bags bagged up. I said, Kelsey, you want, want, we want to take those bags this morning? She's got, really, Dad? <laughs> you want to take some more? You want to tote some more? So I said, yeah, let's wait till next Sunday. Amen. She was tired. I mean, she spoke out. So is Jesus enough? Say, yes, he is. Uh, God sent his only son. Would he send him his only son? Uh, to bear sin, becoming sin itself, and then judge him without mercy for that sin? God forbid. No, yet many Christians act, act as though, and they just don't know. They're, actors, a lot of times, they're just performing something that's been scripted out. Well, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Jesus is enough. Some of them just don't know that he's enough, and they try to work out their, their salvation by their righteousness and by their acts of works. But see... The only work we got to do, Jesus said, to believe is to believe. How can we do the works of the Lord? Believe. Believe that Jesus, believe he is enough. And that's what I just wanted to, to uh, 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 want you to understand. Sometimes we can get caught up in it's all these things that I'm doing. And confession is good. We confess that to possess it, but that's not, I'm, I'm building up myself because of this unbelief that's in the world so you got to keep it out. So to keep the unbelief out, you got to keep the faith coming in and coming out of your mouth. And you're confessing something that God has said. And that's how it comes to you because you keep, even though my body's hurting, I keep confessing I'm healed. In Jesus' name, I'm healed. Because my body is reacting to words. 
It was programmed, your body's programmed by words, your DNA. It started, it needed to start at, it started at conception. And the godly way is the, the, the mother and the father said, I do, and got married. And then by words, they said, you want to have... We want to have a kids, right? So their words got together and then their bodies got together and we had kids. Amen. That's God's bless. That's the way he does it. He blesses it. Jesus is enough. So we're going to pick up on uh, in Hebrews 9, 11, 12. I finished up last Sunday saying that Christ being come a high priest of good things to come. By a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands. That is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, talking about the blood of Jesus. We just sang about it. But by his own blood, he entered once. There's no more sacrifice that needs to appease the Father now. The blood of Jesus was enough. Into the holy place, having obtained, that's past tense, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Now, this is what I love. That doesn't mean we don't go out, we're not going to go out here and sin and make mistakes, but it's been paid for. It's been, your sin's not being accounted because Jesus is put on, our sin was put on his account, and he said, Father, forgive them. On the cross, he finished the same, Father, forgive them. They don't know not what they do, and it's been forgiven, but you still need to recognize that it needs to be confessed. You need to confess it. I needed to confess it, and it keeps my conscience clear that I'm okay with God. It doesn't change what Jesus did, because what I want you to understand, when Jesus offered his blood, if I never keep up to do it right, if I, I won't say it right. Once I got born again, I put my faith in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Once I'd done that, Jesus knew I was going to fail somewhere. And that's why he said, Father, I got to go. I got to be the sacrifice because they're going to fail. They're going to miss the mark somewhere. Even after you get born again, I'm still going to have failures. Some, something. I'm going to miss some things in my life because of my flesh. There's a battle going on. That's why Jesus said, I got to go in. And whether if I ever keep, if I would ever keep it, Jesus kept it. See, God had to have a sacrifice that was without sin. And Jesus did it. And his blood covers my sin. Past, present, and future. That's why there's no more sacrifices needed for the sin, but I need to be a living sacrifice every day. That's what Paul was telling us. Present your bodies to God, not to the world. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. That's my reasonable service. Don't even, that's, that's not even, you can't even reason that away. What he did for me, I've got to lay my, lay my life down to what I want to do and give it to him, and then in return, he gives his desires back to me. And then we get out here and we fulfill the Father's business. See, I'm not saying sin's not a problem, but it's been dealt with because Jesus is enough. But see, you got to, then you got to get into the Word. Once you get born again, you got to renew your mind to this Word, to this covenant. Amen? And that's what Hebrews was telling us. When you fail, love never fails. It's been taken care of. Don't get under condemnation the Holy Spirit would give you conviction to tell you how righteous you are in the blood of Jesus. Now get up, brother, and get on it again. But the devil, he won't take a hammer. He want to beat you down when you mess up. You know what I mean? When you do 55 and the speed limit says 45 and the blue light comes on, you want to say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And he says, forgiven, forgiven, forgiven. 
but the police officer might not know Jesus. <laughs> Amen. So you better be a blessing to him. Amen. Come on. Because God loves you. See, there's a law there for a purpose. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you can break the law. Come on, does that make sense to you? The law was written for a good purpose, to let you know the sin is out there, the devil's out there to kill you. Not just kill you, he's going to steal, kill, and destroy. But God, in his great mercy, sent Jesus. I need to to share this. I just say it like this because it just felt good. Adam can't save me from my sin. He was, in the, he was in the bosom of Abraham. Abraham's bosom. When Adam died, he went to Abraham's bosom. But God sent Jesus, and it says he came from the bosom of the Father. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus saved me from my sin because he came from Father's bosom, not Adam's bosom, <laughs> Abraham's bosom. Adam had to be saved. Abraham had to be saved. And it came from the Father. From his bosom. Jesus, the the word, amen? It came from heaven. Salvation came from heaven. So Jesus is enough. So if that weren't true, everybody, if Jesus wasn't enough, everybody would be on their way to hell. That's been born since Adam and Eve. Or they were actually created, they weren't born. Amen? So there isn't a person on this earth who doesn't have doesn't have either a known or unknown, unconfessed sin. Or if sin just means the loss of a relationship with God and unanswered prayers, then God wouldn't have a single person qualified to go out here and do anything for him. Was Jesus enough or not? See, this is that question we've got to make sure we answer. What Jesus did is enough. It's more than enough. What he did... And Jordan, if you're listening, I appreciate you. I love you. Uh, just tell her. I, I even got my pages numbered this morning, and they're at the top of the page. She helped me with that. So Jordan, as she was helping me back there in the sound booth, she would say, she, she's keeping up with my pages. She goes, what pages do you have? He doesn't have his page numbered. See, I got, my, I got my, thank you, Jordan. Jordan Mashburn. Thank you for blessing me. So I know what page I'm on. Hebrews 9, 13, and 15 goes on to say, For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctify it to the purifying of the flesh, how much more, come on, how much more shall the blood of Christ, sinless blood, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge our, what? Our conscience, There's your battle. Here's our battle right here, Wayne. This is our battle, Terry. This is where the battles are fought, right here in our mind. Our conscience, it purged our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he's made the mediator. Jesus is the mediator of the New Testament. That by the means of death, see, before there can be a testament, there has to be a death, right? So before Jesus could institute this new covenant, he had to die. God had to die. Jesus had to become sin. Why? To defeat him who had the power over death. The wages of sin is death. That is the devil. But see, the devil, the devil he, he's, not, he's not that smart. He, didn't, he couldn't figure all this out. Why? He, he was created. He's a created being. He's not the creator. See, he, he was thinking that's what he was. 
But uh, hold that thought there a minute. So praise God, he isn't, he isn't giving, God's not giving us what we deserve. He's given Jesus, he's given you what Jesus deserves. Amen? Jesus paid for our sin one time, past, present, and future. Even the sins we will commit in the future, we're, we're going to fall short somewhere until our whole body gets changed. And, but this is not a, I'm, I'm not downplaying faith, but we've got to be honest, too, that we don't need to get under, I don't want you to get under condemnation because in the end times, there's going to be so much things that's going to be coming against our faith, trying to steal our faith, and shipwreck our faith, but we got our faith, it's not in me, it's in Christ. He gave me that faith, and that kind of faith never fails. It will stand the storm. You, you won't even stand the storm. You'll stand up in the storm and command peace to the storm in Jesus' name. See, that's how that faith will speak up. It'll rise up with you real quick. But if you, but if you let sin, if you let things when you fall short, if you let them keep coming upon you, the devil will beat you down and beat you down, and your faith will become shipwrecked. You won't stand up in that time. And when Jesus is saying, stand up, stand up, wake up, church, wake up, church. Amen. Jesus, he's enough. Uh, Hebrews 9, 25 through 28 says, Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest enter into the holy place every year with the blood of others, that was the Old Testament high priest going in once a year, making atonement for our sins, and that was actually the, the Jewish priest there. For then must he offer, often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now once in the end of the world, the end of this dispensation, see that was the end of the dispensation of the law, now we're in the dispensation of what? Grace. Amen. Grace. And I've heard there's some greasy grace out there, and some sloppy grace out there, you hear those things. In other words, it's okay to do that. Knowing, knowing to do it, knowing it to be sin. You hear, you hear a brother say it's okay to do that because of, we're covered by grace. That, that's, that's sloppy agape. That ain't grace. That's greasy grace. That's you saying you can go sin because it's been covered under the blood. You're going you're gonna to leave this world early. I'm not saying you won't get saved, but you, you need your theology straightened out. <laughs> Amen. But if, you, if, you, if, we, if we truly preach the, the grace gospel... It will be radical. It'll shake you out of your religion if you let it, but not to go sin, but to go overcome it, <laughs> be an overcomer of the sin. That's what the true grace message will tell you, that Jesus is enough, amen, that we can be victorious over sin, not only over it, over the effects that it brings. Effects and effects of the mind. Jesus is enough. So he offered once in the end of the world, having appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, and as, and as it is appointed unto men, what? Once to die, after this, the judgment. Jesus went to the mercy seat, right? And he gave mercy. Because we, we, we don't have to plead with the Father now. We can boldly go into the, to the, into the holy of holies, by the, cause of not my blood, but by Jesus' blood and obtain grace and mercy in my time of need. Why? Because Jesus has atoned for our sin, past, present, and future, that we can boldly come in, not with my head down, but my head up, saying, Father, 
Amen. Father, I can call him daddy. Amen. The door's not locked anymore. Jesus, is, he's got the master key. He unlocked the door to heaven to the Father's house. And all I got to do now is ask. Ask and it shall be given. I don't have to beg. I don't have to go to, I don't have to, go to the priest and confess my sin. I go to Jesus who delivered me from my sin. And, and, and through Jesus, I can walk right to the Father and he sees me, he sees me clean. He sees me washed in his blood, washed by the water of the word and, and cleansed by the blood. He sees Jesus. He, I'm in Christ. He sees Jesus. He's enough when he sees me. I'm talking about a born-again believer who has put their faith in what Jesus has done. Amen? And you will be different. You can't say you're a Christian and not confess Christ. Amen? And if you do that, you have, the Holy Ghost bears witness with you that I have peace with God, and I'm all right. I am all right. Why? Because Jesus made it right. So Christ has suffered once to bear the sins of the entire world. God knows the end from the beginning, and He knew all the sins of the world. Jesus paid for all those committed before His sacrifice and for all that will yet be committed has already been atoned for. This might be repetitive, but we need to hear it. Because the devil, he wants to remind you of your past. Amen? When he looks at me, I'm like, what past? I'm not walking in my past. I'm walking in my future. Amen. <laughs> I don't have no past. Every time I sin and I say, you know, I, I go to the Father and I confess it, and the Father says, what sin? That lets me know we, we got, everything's all right. Because, see, I made that confession, and then I know the Word. The Word says, I've forgiven you, son. You're blessed. Thank you for confessing that. Now go on. Get on with it. Go destroy the works of darkness. Amen? Help others know that I love them. See, he made the payment once, and it will never be made again. The price for sin, all sin has been paid. It was wrote with red ink. Amen? The blood of Jesus. We have received an eternal inheritance. That's Hebrews 9, 15. That cannot be taken away. That's why it says you're sealed with the Holy Ghost. Sealed with that spirit of promise. That when this world, when this dispensation is over, and the Father tells Jesus to go, to go gather us up, and we hear that trumpet blow, man, we're sealed. We're gone. We're out of here. Not everybody's going to hear that trumpet. I'm talking about not every... Uh, Confessing Christians are going to hear that trumpet. You got to be expecting. You got to be, have ears to hear. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I, I believe it was the Apostle Paul now, when Jesus spoke to him from heaven on the road to Damascus, spoke to him audibly from heaven. It says those that were with Paul heard as if it maybe thundered. They didn't hear Jesus speak verbally. Why? Because Jesus was speaking to Paul. <laughs> Jesus can speak to somebody from heaven, and those around to you is just like thunder. Amen? But it was spoken. God is awesome. We've got an internal inheritance. Freedom, not just for me, but for thee. It can't be taken away. Our inheritance is not temporary. Amen. It's been written. It's been settled. 
your inheritance. It's eternal. You're not, you're not disinherited and then you don't lose the benefits of being part of the family just because of sin. Whoa, man, y'all be happy right there. <laughs> to understand this, you have to see yourself as God sees you. In your born-again spirit. See, God's looking at your spirit. He's looking at your heart. He's looking, he's looking past all your imperfections that the curse has brought in. Because he's looking at the, the spirit that Jesus ushered in once when he came into that holy place. In your born-again spirit, you are as clean and holy and pure as Jesus is. In your spirit. See, the spirit of Christ has been put in you, and, and you get a new, you've been recreated in Christ Jesus, a creation that never existed before. That's awesome. And it's quiet in here. Y'all doing some thinking. Hey, man, I can hear the walls shaking in this place. Makes me think of my, makes me want to listen. Amen. Religion, religion, see, religion has you looking at your flesh all the time. It has you searching the soulless realm of thoughts, attitudes, and feelings, but that's not what God's looking at. God is looking at your spirit, the part of you that's become a new creation in Christ. When he sees you, he sees Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man, male or female, man or woman, is in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and I'll go, and all things are of God. In him, all things are of God. So should God rebuke God? No. He's looking at you in Christ, and he sees you pure and holy and set apart, sanctified unto him. Amen? And in John 4, 24, we read, God is a spirit. And they that worship him, what did we do this morning? We worship God. Not in our flesh. We used our flesh, but we worshiped from our spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in Christ. Jesus is the truth and in truth. And when you do that, you fulfill all the Old Testament laws. And you're doing it because you love God. And you walk in, we walk in liberty. We can walk in freedom. What part of you is new? I think I did a teaching one time, the new you. Andrew actually got a teaching, the new you. talks about your born-again person, who you are now. Hmm. What part of you is new? It's not the flesh, and it's not your soul. Oh, me and Sherry, we was talking about something about this. The, the dog, we was talking about the dog, you know. Sometimes the dogs, you know, they're not, they're not too happy. They're not getting no treats or... You know, sometimes they just look sad, and, I, and or you know that might be in my way or something. And I'm kind of you gotta you gotta move, cat. You gonna get stepped on? Move, you know. And uh, and sometimes they suffer. You know, our pets, our dogs, they come to a certain age. They have to be put down to. They have a soul. They they experience pain. They cry. They they our dog. He don't he whines. He wants out of the cage, you know. If he or somebody comes in and you're having pizza, and you know he whines. He, he wants that pizza. He knows. He remembers. That dog remembers what it tastes like. They smell things. They sense things. But that dog does not have a spirit. God is spirit. That dog has a soul. See, your spirit and soul are two different things. 
And, and it's your spirit that connects them. There's the word is actually the Bible talks about the word is that dividing factor that can only determine between only the word of God can separate what your soul is feeling and what the word is saying. Amen. You understand that? My body was hurting, but my spirit man was saying, speak this. And see, God won't make you say it. That's up. Faith is left up to you. If you believe it, if it's in your heart enough, it'll come out. When you're hurting, faith will come out. I said Jesus many times yesterday. When I, Jesus, that third flight left Jesus, you know, because I was hurting, but I didn't call, I didn't cuss like I used to. I called on the healer, Jesus. You know, you can't go wrong with saying Jesus. Jesus. Now don't use that name in vain, but I wasn't using it in vain. I needed Jesus. I need you. I was calling on angels' help yesterday, too, not just for me, for everybody. Freedom's not just for me. Angels are for you. Angels help us, strengthen us going up these. I, I was believing God. I made it. I felt like calling maybe Pastor Jim or Pastor Jax. Hey, can y'all, y'all, y'all take over for me tomorrow? I could have said, yeah, you know, reached down in my soul, man, and said, my soul so tired. And just, and just pleaded with them, told them all I'd done. And they would have said, sure, Pastor. We know why, because they love me. But you know what? The spirit man said, get up and go preach this word. <laughs> Amen. And I felt good this morning. I, my mind was thinking I was going to, you know, really, but my soul, my spirit really worked on me last night. Amen. The word worked on you. So just keep your confession coming out here of what you believe, not what you feel, not what you see before your eyes. Amen. Sin does not affect your spirit. When you sin, because uh, Jackie's made some, she's canned a lot of things. She, she's just a good cooker. Canned some things, sealed some things, and probably a lot of you green beans, green beans, beets. I don't eat the beets. Pickled, all kind of stuff out there. But, man, that stuff is sealed until the day that you want to eat it. <laughs> Amen. Sealed until the day you want to taste it. Well, when I got born again, Jesus sealed me to the day I'm going to see him face to face. Until, and there's no expiration date. Sometimes these things might have an expiration date. But there's no expiration date on that. Because he has inspired me with his Holy Ghost, with his spirit. And there's no expiring of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because he's everlasting from everlasting. Come on. Now this body, this old body is going to die. But if we go by the rapture, it's not even going to see death. But if we go before then, get on out of here. Some of, some of us is older. Don't, don't stay here longer than you want. Then, then if you fulfilled your mission, get out of here. Say, God, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And he'll send you a chariot. Amen. He'll receive you into glory. But he'll say, don't, 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 don't check out early. Amen. There's people here that need us. Hallelujah. Pastors need you. Amen. We need you. You need church, but the church needs you. Amen. These doors don't unlock themselves. Unless, you, unless you're the one carrying the key. I've carried a lot of keys. Why? Because I like coming. I like helping people. Amen? You know what? And I'm going to be helped. I'm just, I'm not, that's not arrogance. That's just saying what the Word says. If you sow bountifully, you shall reap bountifully. I've helped people. Guess what? People are going to help me. Amen. Ruthie needed a dryer. I had her a washer. Got it five or six years ago. Uh, actually, it didn't cost me anything. Somebody was throwing it away. I'm a GE man. I took it. 
put in my spiritual womb, my <laughs> fixed it, and it works. You know, that's what I do. So I was thinking, you know, we're going to take that to the apartment, and we're thinking a couple weeks ago, well, you know, she's going to need a dryer. I said, well, you know, she'll check with Evan, her fiancé. But then God said, about three days ago, when the Lord said, God said, you've got somebody that's got dryers, Ray City Appliance in Mooresville. I, I got good fellowship with him. He takes old stuff, turns it into new, resells it, refurbishes it. You get a better price. I said, I'll call him. He's probably got a good deal. He's, I called him. He's even got one. He took me a picture. It even matches the washing machine, which is about two models previous. $279. I said, save me that. We'll take it. No, $279, but for you, you can have it for $100 because we got a good relationship. I bring, you know, we just help each other out. I'm in there. I can give him some information on a G, something. I said, lay it away. <laughs> Hold on to that. We'll take it. So I go show up with the U-Haul truck, and I go back in there in the back. You know, I did my cousin's service about three or four weeks ago, Rodney, London, went on to be with Jesus. Well, he lives right behind him on the same street, and they've been there about 20, 30 years. And I just got back here in the back, and I was talking to him, to the owner, and talking about Rodney. Oh, y'all were cousins. And then I just shared that I was a pastor, and he goes like, you're a pastor? He didn't know I was a pastor. Robert Jackson. He said, are you pastor of Peninsula Baptist Church down there on Brawler School Road? I said, no, 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 that's the wrong one. I said, but I was a heathen in one day, and before I got saved, I got many calls. Are you? And they want me to pray for such and such. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm Robert Jackson, but I think you need another Robert Jackson. They go, you're not pastor of Peninsula Baptist Church? I said, no, no, I'm no pastor. This was before I got saved. And I got many calls. You think that's just coincidence? But there was a call in there. But then after I got saved, so I was telling them, I said, no, but I got many calls, but I am a pastor now to the owner. He said, well, I didn't know that. And so I, we talked a little bit. I gave him a little bit of information on some dryer, things I could share that I knew. And I said, man, I got to go. I said, let me go pay for this thing. So I walk up to the counter and he walks in. His wife is, they're in business together there. And he just says, just let him have it. <laughs> What's that? Favor of God, $279 to $100 to just let him have it. You reap what you sow. Now it ain't it, 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 it's for my daughter, but she's in my loins. <laughs> Boy, I really feel her today. <laughs> I, I really, you know, it said women give childbirth, but I really felt her today. I really feel her. I felt her many years. Rowan, you know, he's the last one. We're gonna call two men in a truck. We're gonna get him some help too. We'll, we'll pay. We'll pay that load. Pay load. That's what. It, but we're gonna pay for that load. But anyway, God is good. Therefore, if you be in Christ, I'm a new creature. You got favor, you got blessing, but it just don't come by happenstance. <laughs> Amen. You don't just don't go out there and get corn if you if you ain't planting nothing. Amen. You you can't manipulate God's word. Some people say, "Well, God don't love me." Have you loved people? Because God's not going to be mocked. You're going to reap what you sow. You've been hateful and ugly. That's what coming. The devil's coming in your house because God's not ugly. He don't hate you. He loves you. Amen. And he wants to come to your house. He's been knocking at the door for how many years? I don't, I'm not talking. When I look at you, I might not be talking to you. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm looking for faith. Somebody say, amen, pastor. <laughs> Man, I knocked on many bar doors in my life. 
didn't have my wife with me. This is before Christ. I don't knock on them doors anymore. I don't even go around them doors anymore. Unless God says, go, go in there witness to somebody, and I'll go. Amen? And I'll go smelling the way I smelled when I went in. That means I ain't going to go in there and drink with them. I'm going to go in there and give them some word. Amen? Need to yank them out. Hallelujah. Now, if it's, I, shut up flesh. That don't even, see, that's the Holy Ghost. He'll jerk the knot in you. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to add that. Why? Because God loves us. He loves everybody. Man, God is good. God is spirit all the time. So am I saying sin is okay today? So if you got that message, you're in the wrong church. If you're thinking sin, and the, and the pastor thinks sin's okay, you're in the wrong church. You need to come to Word of Faith Worship Center. Sin's not okay. Jesus made you okay. Not your sin. He made you okay because he took care of the sin. But you got to let Jesus come in because you can't take care of your sin. <laughs> not on your sin. You can't take care of sin. It had, it, you were shackled by sin. You were bondage to sin. But Jesus came in and freedom came in. Amen? Amen. And sometimes you just got to kick somebody like a kicking chicken to let them know, a Christian, you're free. You're not a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner and God saved you with his grace. Yeah. Now be filled with the Holy Ghost and, know, and figure out who you are. Because the Holy Ghost will remind you of who Jesus made you. He made you righteous. Oh man, Jesus, made, he, gave you his, he gave you the gift of righteousness. That's a free gift. Right standing with God. My righteousness was filthy rags, but I gave them to Jesus. Come on. And he took my filthy rags and gave me his pure holiness, his, his righteousness. That's a gift. That is a gift. So we're not saying sin is okay. When you sin, when we sin, we give the devil opportunity. We give him an open door to our soul, to our soul, not to your spirit, but to your soul, which works all through your mind, body, all kind of things. As well as opportunity to destroy our physical body and then even get into our kids' lives. So some of us might still be thinking, if you're listening to this, and you're thinking, well, I know God died once for me and all, but his, his sacrifice still must be applied whenever we sin. His sacrifice must be applied whenever we sin. Well, that would make Jesus, he wasn't enough. Let's allow God's word to get in the way of this wrong theology again. In other words, once. Don't never underestimate the power of the blood. And it's been applied once, and Jesus is not coming to that cross again. The next time he puts his foot on this earth, he will be here to set up his kingdom for a thousand years, and we're going to be with him. I said when he comes and touches this earth, the next time he comes is when the trumpet sounds, and we're going to meet him in the air. And then tribulation is coming to this earth. Great tribulation. That's going to be the devil, the Antichrist, and all that Babylonian system. It's going to, be, it's going to fail. But we are going to be with the Lord. We're going to be with Jesus. We're going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. If you put faith in him, we're going to be experiencing days of heaven up there. And then we're going to come back with Jesus and rule and reign for a thousand years without the devil even on there. He's going to be chained up. Hallelujah. We won't talk about that much today. I want to, have I got a closing? I'm on page. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm almost through. Hallelujah.
I think. I'm almost through, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, that's right. We need to listen to the Lord, don't we? Amen? So, we're not saying sin's okay. We're going to end up here on Hebrews 10, 10, Hebrews 10 verses 10 through 12. A little silence here. Why? I didn't give the notes to the video team. A little. One of these days I'll quit telling you guys all my secrets. If I didn't, if I didn't tell you that, you wouldn't know. Right? You'd just be, you'd be saying, man, he's, he's spiritual. He's listening to the Holy Ghost up there. <laughs> it's good to laugh in church, too. I am listening to the Holy Ghost. But, it's all right. <clears throat> Where's that water at? I think I sucked in something. <clears throat> all right. Hebrews 10, 10 through 12, 14 says, By the which will we are sanctified, that means we have been set apart through the offering of the body of who? Jesus Christ, once for all. If you get anything today, get Jesus has given that sacrifice once for all. And every priest stands daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices, which can never, he's talking about the Old Testament priest, which can never Take away sins. But this man, the man, Christ Jesus, not born of, born of a virgin, I'll say it that way, born of a virgin, not of a man, Jesus, but by God, God in the flesh. That's Jesus. That's only one man that's ever done that. It's only been one Jesus, one man. One sacrifice, he offered one sacrifice for sins forever, set down on the right hand of God, and the Father says, Amen, that's my son. For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified, them that are coming to Christ, them that are being set apart, and it's not preordained who's going to get saved and who won't get saved. That's a theology you need to throw out of there. That's hyper-Calvinism. Every man has been given the opportunity. Every woman has been given the choice to choose to be to choose Jesus. Amen. God's not up there. God has not preordained from the from the beginning of this world that you'll be saved and you'll be damned. That's not God. Because he created us free from sin. That was even before sin. That's a lie from the devil. That would make God a respecter of persons and that's a lie. God loved everybody. We came from him. Lucifer's the one that authored sin, sickness and disease. That came from the devil, from Lucifer. That came out of him, not out of God. So this ain't talking about your physical body or your soul. This is talking about your born-again spirit, this sacrifice. Your spirit is identical to Jesus once you get born again. Your soul and our body can be defiled by sin. The curse is still working on our flesh, but we're fighting back against it with the blessing. But see, all that's got to be changed. That hasn't happened yet. Jesus hasn't returned yet, so we're still fighting that curse. We're still fighting against that because Jesus became a curse for us, but we've got to do our part by faith and fight against that. Fight the good fight of faith. Be a contender for the faith. Contend for the faith. That's my next message one day. Man, before you be a contender, don't be a pretender. Be a contender. Don't come to the ring when you ain't been to the gym practicing. Amen. I tell you what, 
I hadn't practiced going up and down them steps. I was a pretender yesterday. I wouldn't have been a contender for the, I wouldn't have looked too good. I couldn't have done Rocky because I hadn't done the training. Amen. I've been, I, I knew it was coming, see, and God hold me, God hold me accountable. You know you could have done a lot better if you'd been going up some steps and, and you, knew, you knew this moving day was coming. See, God ain't going to move you. <laughs> Amen. You got to move. You got to, okay, Lord, yeah, you're right. I could have been in better shape. So your soul and your body can be defiled by sin, but your spirit, your spirit man never can if you, you've been sealed from that sin by the blood of Jesus. And Jesus is not coming out of that covenant because he's enough. See, that's where men fail sometimes as they get down in condemnation because they're thinking they're not enough. You're not. Jesus is enough. That's where we get off course sometimes. And that's where we just got to go back to Jesus and say, Father, help me. And he'll say, get up, son. He'll give you the strength. Maturity in the Christian life, maturing is not about trying to grow your spirit up. It's trying to educate or renew your mind to what you already have been given, the mind of Christ. And if two minds get in together, the body just has to listen. <laughs> Your mind and the mind of Christ, y'all get in agreement, the two of you agree, the Father says, you got it. Amen, you're going to have it. So we already have the fruit of the Spirit. Love. Actually, I like to say we have the fruit of the Spirit of love, which is God, which is joy, peace, all those benefits that we have. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and the rest. Your spirit is always joyful, always doing jumping jacks for Jesus. This is your spirit, man. I don't care how old you are. Amen? Your spirit, if you focus on the Word of God, man, you get happy. There's a pastor, and his name is Happy Caldwell. I think his mom and dad, probably they were probably Christians, and they were going to have a baby. Let's name him Happy. Man, I like that would be a good name. Happy Caldwell. Man, he's living up to his name because he got born again. Happy Caldwell. You ought to check some of his teaching out. Shutting this thing down. Freedom, not just for me, is for thee. Be a witness for Jesus. God loves you even though we're messed up sometimes. God loves you regardless. I passed a lot, of, a, lot of, no, a lot of crazy people passing me on the interstate at 12 o'clock in the morning doing 100 mile an hour. I think it was a state trooper, but my gosh, he could at least have his lights on if you're doing that at 12, 12 a.m. at night. You know, and you, next thing you hear, a goodbye you. I'm like, man, I'm glad I want, I'm not moved by circumstance. You know, I'm, I'm driving. So see, God loves us even though we're messed up, even though we're not perfect. He loves you not because of your performance, but because of Jesus' sacrifice. If you, can't, if you can believe that Jesus is enough, it will change the way you see God forever. Amen. And you won't have to. There's some places you just can't go back to anymore. When Jesus says enough, there's some places you just can't go to anymore. There's some, you just can't do it anymore. That lifestyle, that old lifestyle. Why? Because the greater one on the inside of you is calling out. Freedom. Don't go back to that. Freedom. And you'll do it because of love. That love covers a multitude of sin. Hallelujah. So I think, I think we're done with the Freedom Series. Maybe. We'll see, what, we'll see what the Lord says next Sunday. But let's believe for rapture. Let's believe for 
great things today. You know, don't, don't get in tomorrow so much. My wife is a big planner, and I thank God for my wife who plans things. And Judy's planning on knee surgery Thursday. God knew she'd need, know that she would be needing this situation taken care of before she even was formed. And he's got it all worked out. She asked for prayer wins, and she got it. So she's going to, she's going to, next time you see her walking in here, she's going to be walking here with a new knee. Uh, no more bone on bone, no more pain, no more laying at home at night. When she sleeps, she's not going to have no more pain in that knee. Why? Because she's trusting God. And she's going to get what she's been believing for. She's going to get her knee. Amen. And whether it happens when the doctor comes in there and maybe starts to make an incision and says, let's get another x-ray of this thing. Something just looks different. That's what we believe by faith, that God's the God of impossibilities. But then we're not moved by our faith. I mean, we're not moved by the circumstance. We're moved by our faith. So we're going to keep moving. I'm going to have this, take, take this initiative, but I'm trusting God in it. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, that Judy's blessed. And she has what she has confessed. She has Jesus, and he's enough. And if that's for a, a new knee, kneecap, whatever it is, whatever it is, Lord, you're enough. And we just thank you, Father God, for taking care of that need. Before we even needed it, Lord, you took care of that need for Judy. And, Lord, she's blessed. And she's overcoming by the word, by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of her testimony in that blood sacrifice that she's got freedom. And, Lord, that freedom is not just for her, but it's for everybody in this church. And watching online, if you're not free, I don't care in any area of your life, you can be free today. Lord, we speak to this generation, Generation Z, I believe they call this youth out here. Lord, we call them free. Satan, we break your attack off of these, off of your lying spirits off of this generation right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we call this generation free. From generation to generation, Lord, we call them free in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the word going forth, forth from the north, south, east, and the west, from our YouTube channel, from our Facebook Live, and all the ministers out here, Father God, preaching freedom, preaching the grace of God. Lord, we just thank you right now, Father God, for helping us build the kingdom one soul at a time. And Lord, for using us here at this church in this place in Concord, in Cabarrus right now, Father God, raising in, bringing in the people, Lord, that need to hear the good, the good news that Jesus is enough. But also, Lord, you said that you would take my voice, my voice, Lord, that's what you said. You said you would take my voice and make it a bigger influence to the world. Lord, I'm giving you my voice. I'm giving you all that I have, Lord. And I just thank you right now, Father God, for bringing that to pass. Bringing in the people, bringing in the equipment. Lord, bringing everything that we need. And Lord, the time is now. And Father, I just thank you right now that you, 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 you pass time. You make things happen. You cause things to happen. You cause favor to show up. Lord, you turn situations around. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for the words going into your people here in this church, Father God, for what you've called them to do, they'll do it. And Lord, there won't be no more delays. Lord, you're not in, you're not in delays. Your, your faith is now. And Lord, we know there's things or circumstances that get in that cause delays, but it's not because of you, because salvation has been given. Now, today is the day of salvation. So Father, if anybody watching this watching this broadcast and you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, now is your time to call out. 
Call him, your, call upon Jesus. He's enough. And if you'll make him enough, he'll come in and he'll take your stuff. He'll take your sin and he'll destroy it. He'll remove it as far as the east is from the west. And you can walk free in this earth. You can walk free in your spirit. You can walk free in your mind and your emotions. And strife will leave your life. I said strife will leave your life in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just thank you right now, Father. We just call, we call your people blessed. And we thank you for that right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we just exalt your name. We exalt the name of Jesus. Let's just stand up together. Let's just exalt his name today. Jesus is enough. Lord, we just thank you. You're enough. Lord, you know our needs, Lord. And we just we thank you. We confess Jesus as Lord. And Lord, that takes care of all of our needs. Spirit, soul, and body. So Jesus, we just thank you for walking these aisles right now, Lord. By your spirit. By your eternal spirit, Lord. Touching our souls with your anointing. We thank you, Father God, for your anointing, Lord. It is enough. It destroys every attack of bondage that would attack our minds or our bodies right now, Lord. We just worship you and we thank you, Lord. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. And you walk through this earth by your spirit, by the Holy Ghost. And Holy Spirit, we just thank you for magnifying Jesus, magnifying the name of Jesus, for confirming your word today, Father God, with signs and wonders and miracles taking, taking place in our bodies and in our minds, Lord. And we break the power of the devil of strongholds right now that would try to keep us bound in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your anointing. You said we are free. And he who the Son says free is free indeed. Father, we thank you for freedom from the front to the back. All that's in Jack, Lord, he is free today. The devil, he's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. And Jesus is on fire. We thank you for the fire of God right now consuming consuming Jack's whole eternal being right now, Father. It's totally setting him free. Lord, we thank you for the mighty, 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 mighty work coming through his body. Lord, coming in his life right now, Father, in Jesus' name. I said in Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We sang it again. We will sing it now. Hallelujah to the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you for that release right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, Jesus is enough. Lord, we say enough is enough. And just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Lord. Mm -hmm. Steady hand. Steady hand. God's got a steady hand. Thank you, Lord, for the plan. This is an appointed time, and we just thank you right now, Father God, that we join our faith. Jack will fulfill every desire you put in his heart, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. No more delays. No more delays. Jesus is the way. That leaves no more delay. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, thank you, Lord. Anybody got a prayer request? I don't want to leave you. I got you standing, but we can see it if you need prayer. Thank you for joining us today at Word of Faith Worship Center. I pray God's grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then according to Romans 10, 8 through 10, 
the word is nigh to thee, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with your mouth confession is made unto salvation. We would ask you today to simply say, yes, I believe this, and I say yes to Jesus. Now, if you just received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would encourage you to get into a good church. Our church is located at 757 Harris Street, Northwest, Concord, North Carolina, 28025. And you can also find us on the Internet at wordoffaithworshipcenter.org or wofwc.org. We hope to see you soon. Blessings.